That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I am one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me is the pun master herself, Carrie Penaloza. Holy shit, guys, I'm married. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I guess Whoa! technically I am too now, so. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as of yesterday. As of, yes. Yeah, the day before this posts. So you know what that means? You're married to the puns now. It's more that, like, I, I, I gained them in the marriage. Kind of like cats. Kind of like, you know, Kiara and Boyo. I inherited them in the marriage. I like them, though. That's the thing. That's the difference. Yeah, for someone who doesn't like puns, you've been making quite a few lately. I don't think they're really puns. I don't think you know what a pun is. Uh, um, I, I don't think know. You know what a pun is. Yeah, right? I think you're in denial. And of course, we also have <laughs> the man that is so chatty, Maddie Faust. Hey, yo, how you doing? Um, congratulations, you two. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sad that I couldn't be there, but uh, you know, I'm happy to be here on your honeymoon. Oh my! Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I have something really great for you in leather. You're gonna love it. <laughs> awesome! Awesome! I look great in leather. <laughs> oh God! And on that note, let's jump into some topics. Uh, Maddie, I think you have the first one. <clears throat> yeah, I was. <laughs> it's perfect, oh. actually. Yeah, right. Right. Speaking of leather, <clears throat> leather. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh you know i i know you guys i know you guys quite a bit because i'm a fan of the show and i'm a fan of you too or we've been friends for a little over a year now but you know the interviewer in me likes to dig uh so i am curious about some childhood stuff and the first thing that really came to mind was like the like the the crushes that we had when we were younger um, and of course, I'm not talking about like, you know, um, I'm not asking you to be a five year old having a crush on somebody. <laughs> but, you know, it's like uh, I know when I was 18, 19, I had a number of crushes, you know, uh, 16, 13. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but uh, Brian, tell us about a crush of yours. So I've never really been one traditionally to have celebrity crushes just never really been my thing um it just was always kind of silly to me it's like oh look at that person that is non-attainable forever you know um so just you know I, I could appreciate a beautiful actor or actress but that was about as far as that shit ever went however there was one person that came to mind and I probably wouldn't have thought about her. Actually, I've, that's not true. I, I, I've thought about her once in a blue moon, um, generally because of the things that I've gotten into now with like uh, entertaining and whatnot. And it's it's somebody who a long time ago, back in high school, I wrote to and she worked for Game Informer. She was an editor there and it was back when, you know, the world was wide and dreams were big uh, before, you know, reality slowly crushes those dreams and makes you get a day job. 
Um, but back when I thought I could probably do anything, and one of the main reasons for that back then was uh, Lisa Mason, who I wrote to at Game Informer and had mentioned that I was looking into getting into games journalism. And she actually wrote me back and we had a, a back and forth email chain um, for a little bit. And she was super nice and super helpful. And um, yeah, I don't it's I guess close to a crush, I guess, as I ever got celebrity wise. Um, but she was always just super cool and uh, really nice. And I don't know, I, I felt good about it. She was she is, is probably still a really nice person. I have no idea what she's doing these days. I don't even know if she's still there because um, I don't really read anymore. Um but yeah, that's probably about as close as I've ever gotten. And it was more of like a, an admiration than really a crush. Okay. I admired what she was doing with her life and what she was able to do. And I admired the fact that, you know, she could take the time out of her busy day to talk to some, you know, loser high schooler who was dreaming big and then never actually capitalized on any of that. Are you done? Okay. No, that's, that's, that counts. That's totally legit. Um, and I understand that not, I mean, I, I understand the practicality of not having crushes on people that are unattainable and thinking that's silly. Um, I am not always practical. So <laughs> that's super fair. I am, I am, I'm so practical. It, it actually disgusts me at times because sometimes I would like to see the whimsy in life and I just fucking can't. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I love whimsy. Um, whimsy is fun. I, I like whimsy in theory. Obviously, I I am generally generally a very practical person in a lot of respects, but um, I do have a big heart and uh, and I'm probably too sensitive for my own good. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of crushes. <laughs> a lot of crushes. Well, why don't you walk us through a couple of them? Well, the whole thing that brought this this up was I was I was thinking about Friends, the show from the nineties, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about how much I loved the character Chandler. Like Chandler being is like my spirit animal. Um, you know, just like the the inflection that he used in his voice and things like that, like the sarcasm, the the lines and everything. But then, you know, what happened is uh, this September 95 and the popular TV show came back for its second season and Matthew Perry comes back and he's got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my God. Like, yeah, I like a guy with a clean cut. You know, like I do. I like short hair. I like clean shaven face. Uh, you know, that's what those are the things I like. And oh my God, I was so in love with Matthew Perry from that point on, you know. Um, now, today, um, you know, time hasn't been very fair to him. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, um, and then. Yeah, you know, I was I was talking to you guys about this, and I'm not going to name his name, of course, um, but I did go to high school with someone who was an actor. Uh, he was a a fairly known childhood actor, and 
Uh, oh my gosh. And he is obviously, it's really, and I think if you, if I told you who he was, you would be like, really? You had a crush on him? Because <laughs> uh, if you think about the, the TV show he was on and the other actors around him, like he was maybe like number three and like maybe uh, the, the guys you'd have crushes on or something like that. Um, but I also like a chubby guy, you know, I like a chubby guy. And uh, he, ooh, I had a big crush on him. And then I found out, like, after high school, uh, that he was by at a party. Like, <laughs> and I almost made out with him. It was very, um, it was almost like dream come true kind of thing. Didn't happen. So when you see, I say almost. Why didn't it happen? Um... I think like it was one of those things where it was like by the time we actually got that information out um, that it was like, you know, like it was near the end of the thing and, you know, there was people everywhere and we were just like, you know, it was one of those, you know, yeah, no, you just don't do that, <laughs> you know, but and I wasn't that drunk, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, yes, folks, I, I was drinking when I was 19. Mm. Who wasn't? Hey, 19 I, is legal age in Canada, so. I waited until after I graduated high school to do anything. Same. Like, oh, you know, to drink, <laughs> smoke a cigarette, you know, anything like that. I was like, no, I have to get through school first because school is important. I was much less the school's important camp and more in the I'm going to so get busted camp. So I need to wait until I have some time to myself. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I need alcohol in order to get through my school. No. <laughs> <laughs> I probably no. would have been much more pleasant to be around if I had alcohol in school. I mean, you I usually didn't pleasant. go back to school like you, you usually had the intention you're like yeah we'll just go to my buddy's place we'll have a few drinks maybe a few smokes and then we'll we'll come back and then you just never did yeah like you're gonna do anything after a few <laughs> smokes and a few drinks like no yeah, no especially no. at that age you know like um it took me a while a while before i could actually drink anything and then like not be dizzy or something like that afterwards you know oh man yeah yeah i remember like the first time i actually did smoke um we were sitting on my friend's couch and i literally felt like i couldn't move like my arms were like way way too heavy and i was just like no i can't go back to school like this it's like no this this can't happen. I, I must have sat there for at least like over an hour, not moving, just staring at the TV, hoping nobody asked me anything. Yeah. That first cigarette or those first few cigarettes are. Yes. Oh, cigarettes. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Girl in high school. Shoot. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. No, yeah. I knew plenty of people that did that, but I, I didn't, you know, um, see my, my first big, like, introduction to alcohol like at a party or something uh it was a new year's party and i was designated driver because yes i was a responsible kid hmm. and my 
my payment for being designated driver, since I wasn't going to drink all night, was that I got whatever was left over for the booze. Okay. Okay. What I didn't realize was going to happen is they were going to fill a two liter bottle of Pepsi that was empty with all the various liquors. Oh, no. What I didn't care about because I was young, I don't remember, 18, 19, whatever, was that I was going to drink the fuck out of it because that was my that was my lifeline to alcohol at the time was whatever people would give me. So I went home. Everybody was already passed out. It was late and drank the fuck out of this two liter bottle of whatever. And I got really, really, really warm, really, 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 really fast and decided that I was going to stick my head in the freezer. Now, the thing about the freezer at my my mother's house is that it is so full that every time you open it, something is bound to slide out and try to attack you. Well, in this instance, it was a 20 pound frozen turkey. And it landed on right on my foot, oh. bowled me over, and I cracked my head on the back of the door. Oh, oh my gosh. And I just laid there for a while. And I was talking to somebody on the phone, but I don't know who. I couldn't tell you who it was. And I'm just like laying there. The phone sprawled out. The bottle sprawled out. And I was just like, yep, I'm a man now. <laughs> this, is <it. laughs> this was your rite of passage into manhood. Yep. And nobody was there to witness it. That's that's great. I love it. It's it's really kind of funny when I think about it is like most of the stuff that I do remember from the past is alcohol related or almost dying related. But like any wholesome memories, I have none, which means one of two things. Either there weren't any wholesome memories to be had or for whatever reason, they just weren't as important to remember. <laughs> Um, that happens though when you have bad memories kind of like us monumental things are the ones that kind of stand out in our memory so for me anyways personally like the bad things or the injuries and stuff like that those are the things that are going to kind of pop forward more because it was like literally like a punch in the face of your fucking memories i don't know how to put this exactly but like the good ones are like oh sweet say but like they're not as physically memorable as some of the good ones because i mean if we had kind of like if if every time a good memory happened somebody punched you in the face you would remember it more that's probably very true well yeah but then it wouldn't be a very good memory anymore (laughs) i mean unless you like getting punched in the face Nobody likes getting punched in the it's face. It's not that bad. So um, should I have punched you in the face at her wedding then? No. <laughs> there's there's still the other wedding, so, you know. This is true. It's not too late. I will say it was a missed opportunity on the wedding night. Oh. Huh. Like a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, childhood celebrity crushes Carrie. I think yeah. you're up. Um... Like B, I don't, I didn't exactly have celebrity crushes because in my child's mind, I didn't really see celebrities. I didn't care about them. I didn't care to know about them. Like if, say, Sean Connery voiced something in a cartoon or anything like that, I didn't see it as Sean Connery. I just saw it as that character. So I really didn't have celebrity crushes. If you guys remember playing Masho when you were younger. I'm sorry, what? 
Masho. It's like you'd list, say, three people you want to marry. Um, three oh, locations. Was it like the little paper thing that no but the, i remember oh. that too but no oh. this was like a list and sometimes we did it on the chalkboard and then you picked what's the o because we called it mash in oh school. o was outhouse you had to add like some really oh. shitty thing in there uh, who conceivably is going to live in an outhouse though that's ridiculous that's the thing you weren't hoping for like there had to be some house yeah yeah some super outhouse? yeah oh, god yeah. only in canada <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. That's Canadian as fuck. That is Canadian That's as fuck. That's just what we called it. But yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> kind of like how, how the British call it Cluedo instead oh. of Clue. Yes. Just fucking I... throw an O on the end of anything and make it your own. Well, plus the D. Well, you know what, Maddie? Who doesn't like to add the D, though? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On the nerdy point of view, we are all about that D. That's right. Oh <laughs> but no, um, so for things like that, I would never have, like, all my friends would have celebrities listed on there, and I'd be like, who the fuck is that? So for mine, it was always people, like, I knew. Like, I'd always pick, like, say, maybe one boy I had a crush on. Um, then usually my friends would have to, like, throw in two others, because I'd just been like, I don't know. I don't want to marry anyone. And they'd be like, well, how about this person? Like, no, no, I don't know who that is. So it was always, yeah, like, not exactly celebrities. So the closest thing I can say for celebrity crushes, and it's not even a crush, it's celebrity shipping, I guess we could call it. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of watching uh, Xena the Warrior Princess, and I shipped hard Gabrielle and Xena. Like, I wanted them to be a thing every little teaser that they gave us in the episodes i'd be like at the edge of my seat going like kiss kiss like that meme you see where they're just pushing the two heads together (laughs) (laughs) that was me and it was kind of funny because like obviously at that age i didn't know i'd end up being bisexual because again i didn't really to me i was attracted even at that age i'd always tell my mother i'm like it's personality it's the person i don't care what dangly bits or non-dangly bits they have going on. like, And that used to freak my mom out when uh, I was younger. She'd be like, well, no, you know, two girls can just be really good friends. And I'm like, no, Gabrielle and Zena need to get it on. Fuck Aries. <laughs> fuck Aries. Fuck Fuck them all. It has to be Zena and Gabrielle. Wait, Atolicus? Okay, yeah. how old were you when you were saying they need to get it on? Like, Let's get it on. Um probably surprisingly young and i probably didn't even know what it meant oh, but uh uh probably would have been about 10 or 11 huh. i i just i knew like that episode where gabrielle gets poisoned by an arrow and she, like she's at the like, edge of death the whole episode and there's just so many tender wait scenes. sorry what? they drew that out for an entire episode Oh, yes. And how long were these episodes? 45 minutes. Holy balls. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it was- I'd get by the end of the episode, I'd be like, just fucking die already. No, no. Like, my heart was just like, because I was a child and I actually thought there was a change. No, in that show, people can die and then come back. It's like fucking D&D. So, <laughs> you know, 
know, but I was sitting there, I'm like, what if Gabrielle dies? What if this is the end of the adventure? Oh my god, no! And no matter how many times that episode replayed on TV, I watched it because it was one of my favorite episodes. They were so... I think, did they actually kiss in that episode? I cannot remember. They kissed a couple times. That's what I mean. The show hinted around them being a thing, but they never actually outright did it. And every time, like, Xena hooked up with another character and Ares was after her ass, I've been like, nope, nope, that's not meant to be. It's Gabrielle and Xena. Huh. Yeah, I always, I always pictured them like sisters. That's what they always kissing like. sisters. I don't know, and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I noticed it. I noticed it. You totally did, yeah. I just didn't picture it because I never watched it. I watched it. I was all, I was also, a, I, I think, an adult when it came out, but um, or when it was on. Um, yeah, I gotta see what actually. I don't know. Years it was all right, started. you know. TV back then wasn't that great, you know. There wasn't yeah. a whole lot of it, so. I mean, X Files was back then. Well, yeah, but that was great. That was like a no, yeah. But Xena wasn't Xena like one of those syndicated shows. It was like on during the day and stuff. Yeah, or, you know yes. where uh, X Files was, you know, an evening show. You know, like. There were decent evening shows, but daytime shows, you know. Well, I'll I'll hazard to say that really hasn't changed. Like daytime TV is daytime for people TV. who are at home during the daytime, which most people work during the daytime. So no one really watches them. So they don't really have to put big production values in them. Yeah, that's pretty fair. No, no. And they canceled the chew. Bastards. What's the chew? Oh, yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Folks, the Chew was a daytime talk show centered around a kitchen with people like um, uh, Clinton Kelly from What Not to Wear and uh, Carl Hall, who was like one of those top chef contestants, and Michael Simon, the famous chef. These people were fantastic and very entertaining, and it was fun to watch. And it was like this show where they They'd cook and talk about food and make jokes. And it was very entertaining. And beyond like, I don't know, one o'clock here or something like that. Or 11 or noon, some. Um, and that was like my daytime thing, you know, because I am home. I work from home, but I am home. Mm-hmm. And and then they canceled it. They flat out canceled the damn show. And then made these people work for, I don't know, record however many episodes um knowing they were going to lose their jobs so Aww. you know very sad um anyway i digress r.i.p the chew <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh god well that network is a monster speaking of monsters there Harry, you go. i believe you have a topic for us i do actually nice transition as always Thank you. I think I'm thinking of changing my name to the Segway Master, but really I feel that's a little pompous. No, a little no. arrogant, maybe. I mean, why not? You guys call me the Pun Master, so I think that's pretty fair. You can call yourself that. Lord but. Segway. <laughs> Lord Segway of Segwaydom. I like it. Yes, I approve. And Change from now on, I only speak in this voice. I do not approve. <laughs> Get used uh, to it. 
Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're gonna start feeling that soon, so... Actually, this is one of the many voices I can do that don't actually hurt. Oh. oh see, I can just picture a sexy time at night and that voice coming out, and then oh. that's it. That I'm done. <laughs> so tell us your topic. <laughs> My topic is if, uh... You guys could play any monster in a D&D campaign. What would it be? I actually forgot to come up with an answer for this. Go yeah. me. All right. Yeah. So Maddie, funny. why don't you go first? <laughs> <clears throat> huh. um, well, funny enough, uh, the two D&D games I am playing, I am actually playing monster races. And one of the main reasons uh, for doing so is because... When I originally played D&D before I started back up, uh, I was playing first edition. You didn't get to play monster races. Like the closest thing you got was a half orc. And back then, nobody wanted to play a half orc because they had this mechanic for like antipathy and things like that. So like mm -hmm. if you were a half orc, like, oh, my God, like everyone was supposed to hate you, like and all this other stuff. And it was like a big deal. And. They made it very unpleasant to like play half work back then. Um, but the thought of like, oh, I can play like a kobold or oh, creating a war wizard with a hobgoblin was like a match made in heaven. Oh, oh I was so excited to make that character. Oh, and I love playing him. I could see you doing really well at that. Because I really... I don't get, you know, like, I don't get to be grouchy very often, you know? I don't let to, I don't get to, like, let that curmudgeon side of me come out, you know? Because, well, people, like, my husband doesn't like a grumpy person to be around, you know? Like, nobody wants to be around a grumpy dude. But in a D&D &D game, <laughs> you can play a grumpy dude. And that's, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes, Garen is the resident curmudgeon. He really is. Oh my god, I love playing him. With the um, heart of gold. Uh he's got a heart. It's it's growing. <sighs> um And that's yeah, why the because, parents had to die. Yeah, of course. Aww. But that's that's the thing. It's like um you know, because we've talked about this before where like you make these characters and, and then all of a sudden like parts of you start to seep into them that you don't really mean to put in them, but they just come out because of your nature. And, you know, like I have a big heart. And so like slowly through the game, like Garen's been like developing strong feelings for people and things. And yeah, that's, I can't help that stuff, you know? so that's called character development yep yep yes. it's fun stuff but you know honestly i really do want to um uh what is it a uh um the next one i want to do maybe is well no the next one i want to do is a goliath that's that's for sure and that's not really a monster is it no it's kind of a giant but... giant kin because I want to make a cleric, Goliath cleric, um, that at fourth level gets dual wielder as a feat and then wields two morning stars. Ooh. All right. 
I want to have that, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be my cleric tank. That would be pretty badass. I One think. might call it a clank. That's its name. Uh, clank. Yep. Clank. clank. Well, um, I guess now I shouldn't make him a war cleric because then you'll probably want to call him a wank, huh? But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's a good it's a good word to use, Wink. Yeah. I did think of my answer though. Like yeah, right. what Let's is it? it? What is it? Tell us. Uh a Baylor. Ooh. Oh. I don't like your Baylor. I know, yeah, I know. My Baylor enslaved your your group and whatever, but playing a Baylor was a lot of fun. Like a whip made of humans attached to chain that he could light on fire at will. It was so fucked up and wonderful. And I kind of like, I don't know. I like crazy, horrible creature characters. So, I mean, if, if we're talking like full monster and we're talking like anything in the monster manual, um, it's gotta be a Baylor. I think that would be the most fun, a giant flaming sword. Um, I mean, would he be really great to bring around an adventure Probably not, but an entire party of D&D monsters probably wouldn't be welcome in any town, and you're probably playing an evil campaign, and that actually sounds like a lot of fun. I want to do that sometime. That would be a lot of fun. Like, just a straight-up monster evil campaign just going around, and the goal is to destroy the world. Oh, yeah. I want to be, like, Legion of Doom and shit like that, you know? Like, just plots of... Oh, yeah. And adventurers come to slay you. That could be fun. That could be yes. fun. That could be a great show for Soul Bear. Yeah, I'll get right on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, guess what? You don't have to make every show, dude. <laughs> it's okay. But I really want to do that one. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Can't I just quit my day job and just do this for a living? Oh, wait. No, it doesn't pay the bills. Someday. That's the, that's the dream. Someday my prince will come. Um, your prince has arrived. I mean, I, I rest in peace, prince. prince. Oh. oh, I died. <laughs> the artist formerly known as. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> a big prince fan i'm sorry wow well, i mean neither am i but you know i can still respect the dead fuck okay well, all right I'll, I'll give a little bit of respect prince was the shit epic <laughs> as fuck uh recognize and yeah i'm sorry i recognize that his music wasn't for me yeah that's that is perfectly okay um but then again I really, every time someone mentions Prince, my brain instantly sees Dave Chappelle like, <laughs> all yes. dressed up as Prince, <laughs> dunking a basket, and then the the phrase that I like repeat all the time is, would you like some grapes, bitches? <laughs> and, <clears throat> yeah. I approve. Oh, God. Oh, what's yeah, your monster, time- Carrie? I was going to say, for now, every time someone brings up Prince, that's what I'm going to picture. Thank you, Maddie. That's good. It's a, it's a good thought. It's a, it's a yeah, but now I'm going to picture Maddie dressed as Dave Chappelle, dressed as Prince, dunking a basketball, and asking yes. him if I'd like some grapes. 
<laughs> now, if only I, I had photographs, but I, I did one year for Halloween dress up as Dave Chappelle as uh, Rick James. Oh That's my amazing. God. I have to see pictures of that. I had, I, I didn't have, I don't have any pictures, unfortunately. Oh. I had the, the wig, the, I like big old pimp outfit. I had, uh, platform shoes and shit. And, uh, I grew a mustache. You know? Oh my God. And there's no pictures of this? Uh, no, there's not. Um, you monster. I also, I think I was, I didn't have my contacts at that point for some reason that day or whatever. I had, I did, no, no, no. I, I don't know. Glasses or not, I still looked more like Weird Al than I did <laughs> like Dave Chappelle or Rick James. Um, and that's what got me to make the do the Weird Al costume a couple of years ago yeah. was grow the mustache and just put on a wig and go, okay, I look like Weird Al from the 80s. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I was obsessed with Dave Chappelle's show. It was a good show. Especially uh, that Rick James episode. Yes. Uh, as for uh, monsters that I'd like to play, I have to go with, I was going to say a pure mimic, but now I'm going to change to what I just found for 3.5 is a half mimic. Oh. And I think a half mimic rogue would be pretty fucking badass. What is a half mimic? From what I can understand, from what I found on D&D Beyond, Half Mimic um, are built near identically to humans. Most Half Mimics, they settle on a default humanoid form soon after birth, and uh, they usually stand at the full height of a fully grown human. However, their weight is much, much smaller, often at the average of 80 pounds due to their mimic parents being amorphous and liquid-like. Amorphous? Amorphous? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're amorphous so, and they need to help Neo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so once per short rest, a half mimic can use their action to polymorph into an object or back into their true form. Their statistics stay the same in each form. However, when a half mimic turns into an object, the object's color scheme is always that of the half mimic's true form. And I think that would just be really fun because apparently uh, their inherent... Camouflage gives them a proficiency in stealth, so hence the whole rogue aspect to it. Right, right. Like that sneak attack damage would be brutal. Now imagine a Baylor wielding a half mimic as a sword. <gasps> yes. I'm in love with this idea. Mm. Okay. Okay. Can we do this? No. I want to be a half mimic. No. Dream crusher. Absolutely not. Quinn, Half Quinn, minute. if you're listening. He's going to say no even harder than I did. <laughs> Somebody? I want to be a half-mimic now. Huh. Um, I don't know. I love you enough. I might think about it. No. You monster. Yay! Maddie is the true monster. I, what can I say? You know, Carrie's like a sister. So. I mean, you can say a whole lot of things, to be honest. There's like an entire vocabulary of things that are possible to say at any given time and you can choose any of those things to say <laughs> but i'm very happy with what you went with <laughs> uh, you asked the question dude 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's 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 one of those questions you just it's not a real question. You just say it. It's a figure speech. Rhetorical question, Woodcock. <sighs> That's the quote. I don't believe in rhetorical questions. I believe in answering every question as it's posed. I know you do. That's okay. It's just a thing that I love to do. Speaking of things that I love to do, but I'm not great at. (laughs) It's perfect. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, like, what's a thing that you you love to do or you did love to do, but you uh, were either not great at or lacked the confidence to do? So maybe you were pretty good at it, but you couldn't recognize that and you didn't have the confidence to do it. But in secret, it was just a thing you still like to do totally have an answer for this then go so as most kids i'm sure did when i was younger i was in choir and i didn't appreciate it as much as i would later in life um because when i had my childhood voice i would i could get those higher notes uh i was a lot better at getting in tune with the class So um, when my voice changed and I just stopped singing forever, I kind of lost that ability. But maybe it's because uh, my mom forced me to sing musicals with her as a child. But I have always found joy in singing. Uh, I love it. It's a stress reliever for me, but I suck at it. I am not that good. I can maybe do like a handful of songs to the point of not insulting the artist who originally did them. But uh, that's one thing I've always wished that I could do better was singing because it is something I really do enjoy doing. Well, that's just funny because I was going to say singing karaoke, but no way. Um, (laughs) except I was overly confident about it. (laughs) Oh no! I was not that great though. Um, it still fits, but it was like, it was one of those things. It, it honestly, it would take me, uh, the first, um, the first, I don't know how many months I was, you know, going to this before I really like got into it. Um, but the first couple of months, I would have to have at least like, like two drinks down yep. before I would get, you know, get up there and grab that microphone because, you know, I have anxiety about things and I'm not great in social situations sometimes. And, um, and it was in a gay bar and you get self-conscious, you know, because, you know, People are looking at you and you don't want to make yourself, you know, look any less attractive or whatever it is. But yeah, um, I got into it hardcore and I thought I was the shit. I really did. I, oh God. Oh my God. I loved myself. I I still love myself, but you know. No, no, it's true. I mean, especially when you have liquid courage inside of you, like you think you're slamming it. And especially when like there's other drunk people in the bar and they're getting into it as well. And you're just like, yes, I'm 
yeah, I'm doing great at this. I am wonderful. I've found my calling. And then one day you record yourself singing and you're like, oh, dear, fuck no. Yeah, you listen to yourself when you're not drinking and going, oh, it must be because I can't hear myself coming from the the thing, you know, like, oh, God, so lame. So Um, bad. Though there were there were a couple songs, though, that I did. I still did okay, you know, Um, like Down With The Sickness. Yes. You know, I apparently killed at doing um paradise by the dashboard lights by meatloaf mm-hmm. i don't remember a whole lot of it but uh i went very few karaoke nights i haven't been to a whole lot because brockville didn't exactly um advertise them as being like a big thing so i didn't even know we had karaoke nights for the longest time but uh one night i got drunk and this guy was like, come on, sing, come on, sing a song. Like, I, want, I don't want to go up by myself. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll do a duet then. And I was like, hey, you know Meatloaf, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I love Meatloaf. Perfect. And I'm like, great, we'll do this song. And then we get up there, and he didn't know any of the words. And he didn't know the, really the tune of how it went. So I ended up singing both parts of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I we got a lot of applause, and a lot of people came up to me after saying like I did a great job. But these people were also drunk, so I really, to this day, don't know actually how well I did it. But had a positive reaction, so I'm just gonna go off that. Yeah, I mean, I would do Bootylicious just because, you know, I would dance while I did it, and people loved that. Um, <laughs> It was just it was a good laugh. Did I sing Bootylicious well? No. No. That's okay. I'll sing. If you have the confidence, then most of the time people can still get into it. It doesn't matter. Unless like you sounding like somebody choking a seagull, then maybe not. Yeah, no, I was definitely not that person. <laughs> uh, we had one of those. Oh my god. <sighs> oh. And no one would tell her either. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me, I had this one friend who was really into karaoke, and this was, like, when we were about in grade eight or so, like, she just really loved singing, and I'll admit, she had a good voice, you know, but she's like, oh, well, I want to sing a song for you, and I'm like, okay, cool, random, but let's do this, and then she turned out all the lights and sang this, like, weirdly like she was going with like the song by Joan Osborne what if God was one of us but did it in a very sexy way that I was like this song is what <laughs> and uh, yeah, what yeah she was like sliding down the wall like what if God was one of us and like just <laughs> yeah but to this day, that's what every time that song comes on, I think of that moment. Good to know. Yep. She's don't... got a boner for God, lady. <laughs> I don't God. know. <laughs> Very passionate about her beliefs, apparently. Wow. wow. I actually was at a, a a local bar once, and they were doing a karaoke night, and uh, it was with this actor that I, I used to be friends with, and he's he's deaf, but he's like he's deaf where he can like hear a little bit. Okay. And there's these two girls singing. 
and it was bad. It was so bad. It was so bad that my deaf friend heckled them, which almost led to a bar fight (laughs) that night. Uh, that's where, like, I'm glad that I, I roll really high on intimidation sometimes because it keeps me out of trouble. But, uh, that's, that's, that's a good thing to have. You know, I don't intimidate anybody. I can be very intimidating if I need to be. I try not to be. I like to have fun. That's my thing. But my deaf friend was probably going to get his ass beat by like three guys. Oh, shit. And I was just like, you guys don't want to do this. (laughs) <laughs> just simple as that it's like you want to take your friend and you want to leave the bar right now that's what you want to do your night's done and they did oh. they fucking left thank god oh uh, god there was more to that story but like whew. yeah they were so bad that the deaf guy in the room was like no oh yeah that's pretty bad wow oh. yep so my thing that I love to do that I'm not great at is uh, play video games. Huh. You're good at that. No, I'm not. I'm actually fucking hot trash. Um, I enjoy video games. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but I'm not really good at them. Like a lot of the games that people really like that are like really, really hard. I'm like, no, I can't do it. Uh, or maybe I could. I just don't have the time or the patience. I don't know. I like games that I can just kind of not necessarily breeze through i like some challenge but like certain things like uh god what is it uh dark souls and shit like that uh bloodborne like these really like hard 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 fucking games i'm trash at uh online like multiplayer games like online shooters and shit fucking trash at um and I used to just, like, I used to play, like, Call of Duty 2 on, uh, Modern Warfare 2 online all the fucking time with some friends. And I was always garbage at it, but I had a great time. I still love to do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's me. I'm trash at video games, but I enjoy playing them anyway. Hmm. Feels really good to get that off my chest, finally. <laughs> Dark secret comes out in the open. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I don't care for video games, because I'm terrible at them, too. But I am one of those people that I'm, I'm, I'm very good at teaching myself how to do stuff. Um, you know, so that's just how I've always been. And if I can't like pick up on something, I get really frustrated and I just like, I don't want to do this. Video games are kind of like that. You know, I'm just like, uh, I don't, I don't get this. And it never seems to compute with me. You know, which is odd because I'm really generally good with technology, but no. See, for me, there's like there's stories in games that you can only get in games. And I want to experience those stories, but I don't necessarily want to spend a fucking hour on the same level starting over and over and over because I can't stop from getting shot in the fucking face. Like playing the division on hard. Yeah, that was that was just punishing ourselves. That was seriously. That was awful. Like, I don't know how many times we restarted before we're like, okay, fuck this. We need to lower the difficulty on this because we went oh, in like first time picking up the game thinking like, yeah, we got this on the hardest difficulty, whatever. It wasn't even the hardest. There's literally two difficulties. There's normal oh and there's hard. So you wouldn't think it would be impossible. But yeah, it was. But it was. 
you got guys surrounding you, like guy with a flamethrower, fucking these guys shooting you, and then these guys come flying at you with bats, and you're like pelting them with fucking bullets, and they're still coming at you. They hit you like once, you're fucking down. You'd be like, oh, well, restart this one. And I don't know, like, at least 20 times we went down before. Oh, more than that. Yeah, probably way more than that. <laughs> we were pretty stubborn, but eventually wow. that was one thing. We, I'm like, okay, no. At least until I'm used to this game, I have to lower the difficulty. If there is a setting for like changing the difficulty, I will put on easy on everything I when it comes oh. to games all the time. You know, Even a game I'm really good at, uh like the game master of magic i've told people about endlessly from the 90s even to this day when i'll play it like i'll throw it down on one of the easier settings just because i like it <laughs> hey you do you yeah you know i mean i like to be challenged but not by game not by a video game you know well that way i look at it like Video games are my fun time to relax. Like, I don't want to be frustrated and angry while I'm trying to fucking relax. It's counterproductive. Yeah. Tell me a good story. Shut the fuck up. I like a little bit of a challenge. I don't like it being near impossible because, again, I don't like repetition as I've been through in previous episodes. So repeating the same mission over and over and over again will eventually drive me crazy. But I don't like to just walk through it so easily where it's like poo 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 done god it's like the last boss in the deadpool game <sighs> that game is like smooth as butter all the way through it you get to that last boss and it's like fuck you you don't you know nothing about this game and it punishes you and it spanks you and it doesn't feel good but i beat it i did beat it i'll give myself credit there i did beat it it yeah. just took me three hours of replaying the last boss over and over again yeah, for me, I'll play through a game on normal, and then after I beat it, if it's worth replaying, then I'll replay it on a harder difficulty, like Mass Effect, the original trilogy. I've played that a shitload of fucking times, and my last playthrough, I put it up to the hardest difficulty, and for the most part, I did really damn well, except for this one mission. And I don't want to lose the achievement for going through the whole thing on like this one difficulty so i don't want to lower it but like you have to take out the enemies before all your shipments blow up and because i'm a perfectionist with my games i need all five of five crates to survive i don't care you know if four survived that's not fucking good enough for me i need all five so the second one of them gets blown up i'm like restart the mission and to this day even though it's on like my old system and I don't have it here, I know like that mission's still sitting on my side quest waiting <laughs> to be done. Like I was eventually like, you know what? I'll just come back to this one. And every so often I did. And then I'd get mad and I'd be like, you know, I'll just I'll come back another day. Today's not the day. That's fair. Yeah. Like I don't let myself get to that rage point. But I gets pretty damn close. <laughs> It's okay oh. to rage sometimes. Yeah, well, B can attest, I can be a little competitive when it comes to games. A little competitive. <laughs> Just a little. Just a wee bit. I don't know. I've Just never seen such a big shit talker during Mario Party. 
Mario Party. Yeah. Yeah, this guy has, for somebody who says that he sucks at video games, he has the best luck when it comes to Mario Mario Party. Because he I'm has undefeated. won. Yeah, he's undefeated. He has won every single, it has come close a few games. But he always wins. He always pulls it out at the end, which sounds bad. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really good at strategy. Yeah, you are. You but definitely I'm are. awful at like Twitch shooters and stuff like that. Like things that take like accuracy and whatnot. Like my hand-eye coordination is garbage. I love those. I'm a really I, good shot. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you are. Sorry. Uh, I, yeah okay (laughs) no i was i my uh my mother had a boyfriend that was in the army reserves when i was like 11 and they used to take me out shooting every like every month um so i was taught really young how to shoot really cool guns um by gentlemen that were very well trained um so yeah like i was i shot a mac 10 all right when I was oh alone. nice i didn't get that lucky but same thing like because my dad was a hunter uh he had like the whole hunting group and went out and um that oh my god that's a funny story for another episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh he loved to take me out target shooting and when i met my grandfather for the second time in my entire life he gave me a 22 semi-automatic with a red laser scope and i was just like you won my love okay you got it this is amazing my mom freaked the fuck out like she was like we can't bring this in the car no she's not gonna yeah i did and yeah like my member right come on you can't even do like a lot of damage with those things they're pretty much meant for target shooting and small game if you really wanted to except it's like one of the things that like if you shoot somebody in the head with it like well, yeah doesn't have enough trajectory to get out so like they might live but they'll be like a vegetable exactly yeah but you know, I mean <laughs> slim chances of that happening and like that would have to be pretty on purpose or like those really dumb commercials you used to see as a kid you know where like the kids like finds the gun and it points it at his head and he's like oh what's this Remember those commercials? I don't know if you guys had them. Well, there were similar commercials, you know, but yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I, I was never once as a kid saw a gun and I'm like, hey, the bullet comes out of this end. Let's look down it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the cartoons, they made it look so fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, you know, you just get a black face of smoke roasting that's all that happens but no so your duck bill just goes to the back of your head exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh but like my dad like the very first time he took me out shooting uh he had like the targets on trees and we're god that was with a 22 single shotgun I hated those. I hated reloading them every single bullet because it was a really old gun. Uh, the loader was really rusty, so it was a bitch to load and I hated it, but I love shooting guns, so it was worth it. But, um, I remember my dad kept that target, uh, piece of paper there forever because I got my first bullseye on my first day and he was just, 
proudest dad moment I've ever seen where he's just like, yep, my little girl did this. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much for hanging out with us today at the Nerdy Point of View podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. You can also watch me uh, DM a game of Comedy of Strahd this coming Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, wait. No, that was last Monday. I'm sorry. I get my times confused. (laughs) This biweekly thing is killing me. But every other Monday, check us out. Comedy Strahd, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also find me on Wednesdays DMing Taldore A New Dawn at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to tune in. Check that out. It's a lot of fun. I do a lot of other shit, but I am exhausted and I can't think of any of it. So, Carrie, where are you on the Internet? What are you working on? You can find me at Twitter at Shrieky, <laughs> S-H-R-I-E. It's going around. Yeah, you just missed my whole groove here because I was so totally on a groove. Um, And you can find me on Instagram at carelessly, K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. I am back wood burning again. I don't know if your sister follows me on Twitter or not. So I wasn't sure if it was safe to post because the thing I'm working on is currently for her. But... When it is done and she knows about it, I will post pictures. And then I'm getting back into some D&D projects. Yay. Right on, right on. What? Maddie, where are you on the internet? What are you working on? Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Maddie, a.k.a. So Maddie Games, with a Z at the end. And that's where you can find me all over the internet. I'm also, um, I play D&D on Wednesdays and Fridays on Soul Bear RPG. I play in Brian's Campaign. And I plan a campaign with Carrie on Fridays, uh, Saturday night or Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can find me on my channel hosting So Chatty with Maddie and uh, where we talk. Uh, I bring people on and we talk about tabletop RPGs and the such. Um, <clears throat> I am currently working on a Dragonlance project and uh, have just... Uh, today will be the second uh, episode of the Threads of Fate in Dragonlance, which is kind of uh, me setting up my homebrew, um, where the River of Time, those of you who are familiar with Dragonlance, gets changed. And now I get to modify Crane a little bit and make it a little bit more uh, 5e friendly. So... Um, that's, that's what I'm doing. And, uh, of course go to so nerdware.com because, well, that's where the nerdware is. And, uh, <laughs> we have nerdy point of view merchandise for you to enjoy. Yeah. Right on. Also make sure to follow Martin Franklin, our usual co-host on Twitter. That's at Griffolian at G R Y double F. O-L-E-O-N, I think is how he always says it. Yes. I've tried to commit it to memory. It, I always I always feel like there's like one extra or or too many letters or something. Um, but also, don't forget, you can find the show on Twitter as well at NerdyPOV and check out all of our new episodes. And for a limited time, our legacy episodes at NerdyPointOfView.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and join our growing Facebook community, as well as Discord channel if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, make sure to reach out to the podcast on Twitter. We'll make sure you get a link. 
Also, check out our Instagram page. And of course, if you liked what you heard today, it helps us out big time if you could leave us five stars and a review on iTunes. Every review counts, and we really appreciate it. With that, do you guys have anything else before we call it a day? Um, no, no. Just, I'm so, so, again, congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys have anything to add on with the topics that we talked about today, let us know. You know, if there's any monster that you've always dreamt of playing in a campaign, I'm curious to hear it. Yeah, definitely. If you talk talk to me on Twitter about your celebrity crushes, I love love to hear these stories. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please wow. at him, at him hard. <laughs> oh, with that, we are out. <laughs> How long is he going to let this go for? I don't know. I stopped recording a while ago. Oh.